Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast for Yabba Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu. Joining me on this late night, day one frequency reaction podcast is the, the slander duo, um, Assad and uh, evidently Shelvin Mack, uh, aka Sahal. What's going on, guys? What's up, man? It's a, it was an eventful day in free agency. It was pretty good. Anyway, was it for for us? Was it? Um, not for us, yeah. but yeah, there's some stuff going down as we speak too, Dinwiddie. So okay, we'll see. Yeah, it was I. Right. I I didn't take too much from the day, but you know, yeah, free agency is always just a fun day to kind of like you know get creative with things and like you get hyped over stuff but mm. a lot of times it's just like i'll be honest i feel like everybody's so hungry for rumors all the time yeah that um it kind of spoils the actual event it's like yo everybody wants the rumors beforehand so it's like you don't actually get to like feel the actual excitement of free agency hits and you get all these like deals like a couple of years ago it didn't used to be such a big thing to have all these rumors out right mm. so it'd be like yo midnight would hit and then you're just seeing the craziest deals like out of the blue but now it's just like everything's basically already done beforehand and everybody's already basically reported it. So it's like, I don't know. I don't find it as exciting as I used to. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, I mean, look, listen, as a Raptor fan, I, I feel like we should by this point know like what the deal is. Like, um, you, you know, like for me, for example, okay. So my birthday is uh, December 23rd. And then, you know, my family did Christmas at 20, uh, on the 25th as well. So like, you know, it was already disappointing on that front because they weren't going to buy me, like, two sets of gifts, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like, I was also, like, you know, generally speaking, a very poor immigrant family. Mm-hmm. So they just weren't spending money, period. So, like, you would anticipate my – I would anticipate my birthday and I would anticipate Christmas because, you know, that was cool and people would talk about it and they will be like, yo, I want to get this latest Pokemon game or whatever. And then, like, Christmas will come and then I'll get, like, socks and, like – I don't know, man, like maybe a new like binder, like, you know, one of those fresh binders where you can like zip it up with the three rings inside with little slots like that. That's basically Raptors for agency is like is like uh, basically having immigrant families. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> no, you know what it was? I appreciate bro? what I get, but like I, I know it's not going to be a lot. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So don't get your hopes up. You know, the, the reality of the world is what it is. You just got to fight and uh, battle uphill a little bit. Yeah, a lot of what was expected happened. 
Like Lonzo Ball has been rumored to go to Chicago for like the entire year. He signed to Chicago almost immediately. Kyle Lowry in Miami has been a rumor for goodness goodness knows how long, right? And he goes to Miami, confirms it on his uh, on his Instagram. Raptors mm-hmm. Twitter's in shambles, uh, including me. But um, yeah, a lot of stuff happened that we kind of expected. Um, what were some other big deals? I said Dinwiddie was going to join the Wizards just now. Um, that looks like it's going to happen. A lot of weird deals, like uh, Kelly Olenek went to the the Pistons mm. for three years. It was like thirty six or something, or thirty nine something around there. Yeah, um, like Dwayne Casey's really giving uh, Cade Cunningham the the Team Canada supporting Cavs man. This guy's yeah. giving him the same team that uh, <laughs> that Kevin Pango's got. Corey Joseph, they got Trey Lyles, Kelly Olenek. Like they they they're wait, they really have Trey good. Lyles. Yeah, they, they signed Trey Laws too. What is Dwayne Casey? Dwayne Casey was scout. Yo, Dwayne Casey is like, yo, Nick Nurse, if, if you're going to take my job, I'm going to take your job. That guy's a true <laughs> honorary Canadian. <laughs> what is he doing over there? This, this, this guy's banking on the ticket sales from Windsor, bro. <laughs> what the hell is he doing over there? No, but it was a good day. I mean, uh, what's his name? Got got uh, paid. The well-known Raptor killer, Dougie McBuckets. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Wayne Ellington no. going, low, going to the Lakers. Yeah. He's, he's another one. McDermott went to the Spurs. I think it was like three years, 42 or something like that. 14 yeah. a year. Oh, yeah. Shout 432. But you got 342. That's crazy, too. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, That's a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that went down. Honestly, I was like kind of glued to Twitter the entire day, and I put Shams and Wadge on notifications like I'm sure the rest of Twitter did. Yeah. And I was checking it like every – I want to say like 10, 15 minutes. And yeah, some extensions happened too, just recently too, Trey Young and, and yeah, SGA. Yeah, the rookie scale ones. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to SGA, man, getting that Yo, money. Money is crazy. Like, yeah. before we even get into the actual deals, like the amount of money that the players are getting nowadays, like I get I get why all these old dudes are so mad, you know, like I'd be mm. pissed too, man. Like if your entire career earnings is being made in, mm-hmm. by like a rookie scale contract in one year, that's crazy. That's yeah. I mean, I was looking this up the other day because I was like, uh, you know, thinking about like Kyle's salary, and and so Kyle, after getting this three-year, you know, ninety million dollar deal, fully guaranteed, no options, uh, he's gonna his, his career earnings are gonna be two seventy-five in terms of millions. Jeez. And if you look at someone like Steve Nash, right? So Kyle had a weird career where he kind of like started slow, then got paid, you know, very you know, relatively small amount, and then he started getting paid according to his money, kind of just like Steve Nash. Steve Nash for his whole career made one hundred and forty-seven million dollars. So Kyle's already made like twice that amount, but the even wilder thing is Norm, after signing his five-year, ninety million dollar deal to this today, Norm by the end of his contract will pro- will end up very close to having earned as much money as Steve Nash did for his whole career. And Steve played a long time, like That's Steve insane. played like eighteen years. So That's hilarious. Because Steve Nash's crazy. last year Steve Nash's last deal was a three year thirty million dollar deal. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Now Steve and Nash was Steve Nash was getting um Doug McDermott money. Yeah. But it's insane because, like, yo, you got Chris Paul getting four one twenty, right? To, and, like, yeah, it's got partial guarantees or whatever on it. But, like, that's an absurd amount of money. And, like, you know, good for them. Good for the players. Like, they're worth it. Like, yeah. they drive all the value. But it's just kind of wild seeing how big the numbers are and seeing how big the cap is getting for a yeah. lot of these teams. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering is if the cap kind of stalls out for, like, the next couple of years. If, like, teams are going to start feeling the crunch. Because I think everybody kind of feels like they're competitive. Mm. but you're, we're going to start reaching a point where teams are like, crap, we haven't actually been competitive for two, three years. Why are we paying these guys $30 million a year? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 10, 10 to $15 million is like the role player money now. That's like good role player money. 15 to 20 is like borderline starter money, right? Yeah. Gary Trent Jr. got 18 a year from the Raptors for three years. Mm-hmm. And he might come off the bench. Albeit probably no, as a he's not man. coming off the bench. I mean, it depends really what I, I really there's something telling me that the Raptors are working on something pretty big. I don't know why. I just feel like they're not going to just tiptoe their way throughout free agency, even though they don't have to really do much. Um, they could just get Ken Birch and kind of almost be done with it mm. um, and then just fill in the holes there. But um, I mean, if Gary starts, which, yeah, it probably looks that way right now. Um, that doesn't kind of take away from the fact that there are some guys in the league making $15, $16 million a year and that are coming off the bench as six men. So the yeah. league's change. Like, it's different. Like, six men used to be getting seven, $8 million a year, $9 million a year, and now superstars like Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy got, like, well, 45. I think, the, like, the thing is, like, you're at, well, like, the, the mid-level is, like, $9.5 million, Yeah. Right? The full mid-level is $9.5 million. So, like, if the full mid-level is going to go to a guy who's going to be either your fifth starter or your sixth man... Right, like that's kind of where you have to kind of set yourself. It's like, okay, Gary Trent Jr. is worth two mid, like mid-level players, and I could talk myself into that. Like, yeah, I can see Gary Trent Jr. being good enough to be equal to two mid-level players. And what are mid-level players? Like, I can't really remember who today's been signed on the full mid-level, but like historically, Alex like, Caruso, Alex Caruso is on the full mid-level. Yeah, um, who else would be on the full mid-level? Um, like last year, like Serge, Montrez. Yeah. Like yeah. these are the quality of players that you're getting for the full mid-level who are either signing because they're ring chasing yep. and they're taking a pay cut to go there or they're, it's like, they're just average players, right? So $18 million for Gary Trent isn't really outrageous. And it's like what? the first, And it's like it's scaled, right? So it's $18 million each year. And you're like, well, he's 22 years old. He's not worth $18 million. Well, he's only getting 16.6 right now. Mm. So the deal's only 16.6. If you're saying, okay, in two years, if he doesn't grow into an $18 million player, like what, you overpaid by $4 million over the life of his contract, $5 million over the life of his contract? Yeah. Because it's a short deal, right? So you can, like, if he doesn't grow into that player, you don't, you can get off that deal pretty quickly. Exactly. Um, but even then, like, again, Gary's what, a 40, like a 39% three-point shooter on very high volume, like ridiculously high volume? It's like almost eight threes a game, yeah. Yeah, like... That's how much those guys go for. Like, yeah. you guys saw the rate, like, guys like J.J. Redick, who literally only provided shooting, were going for for the last, like, three years, right? Like, mm-hmm. Tim Hardaway Jr., even before this current deal, he got $72 million over four, which is the same $18 million rate. Like, I guess, actually, that was the rate for shooters this this offseason. I think that was what everyone settled on, right? Yeah. Duncan yeah. got 18. Norm got 18. Tim, Tim Hardaway Jr. got 18. Gary got 18. Fournier got, got above Fournier got 20. 19. Yeah, 19. 19 and a half. Yeah, he got an extra million for beating yeah. uh, Team USA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His agent sent that clip in last second. Like, <laughs> Yo, he torched them, though. Yeah. And, like, those players are all, like, slightly different, right? You can talk about it. But, like, Gary's, like, the youngest of that group. Yeah. He's 22 years old. There is legitimate upside to him. And, like, and we can get into the conversation. Like, say his fit with the Raptors, right? A lot of people are complaining because they're like, oh, he's one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, is he really a starter? Is he what? So I like looked into it and I'm like, okay, first of all, like let's bring some context into the games he played with us. Like he 
the midseason joins midseason. There's no training camp. There's no real practice time either because of COVID, right? So you're kind of just like hopping into a team and figuring it out on the fly, right? Yeah. So he looked bad on defense. Like I'm not saying he looked great on defense, but also I don't think how you can bad ex- though. Like like well, how bad? Realistically, like how bad? Exactly. Where I'm like, yeah. like yeah, he got lost quite a bit, or like he overplayed stuff, but. I, I mean, like it I, wasn't like we were getting torched like by the opposing shooting guard every game. Yeah, like, it wasn't like, like we had he DeMar, was for example. It was like the the yeah. mistakes he would make would be like, oh, he didn't know his rotation there, or sure, he yeah, just yeah. forgot about his man or whatever, which is like common mistakes that happen. Yeah, and okay. like I'm sure, like you put him through a training camp, he seems like the type of player that could at least fix up some of those small mistakes, right? Like where you fix up enough small mistakes where he can at least hold his man. Mm. And he's not a, like I don't think he's going to be a negative defensive player. Like, even if he's not a positive, right? So we can forget about that side. But offensively, the he played 11 games before he got hurt and he had a leg injury. And people are going to say, and there's the common refrain you hear is like, oh, no, he didn't actually have a leg injury. The Raptors were just tanking, which is dumb as hell because the guy was going into free agency, his first free agency. Yeah, there is yeah. literally no incentive for him not to play games. Oh, yeah, and he, was, he yeah, was shooting. Yeah. And he if was, the Raptors shooting are tanking, for, they for played him in those tank games and said, yo, let them fucking fly. Like, just let mm-hmm. the shots fly, right? Yeah, exactly. So he did not get sit. He they did not sit him to lose games on purpose. Okay, because they 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 could lose games perfectly fine with Gary Trent playing. Yeah, like they were benching enough dudes at that point. So he got hurt. So I don't really care for his numbers after he got hurt because, like, again, like leg injuries to shooters, it'll throw off your rhythm, right? We see with Norm every time he got injured, it would take him like ages to get back. To get yeah. back into rhythm, right? Yeah. So the same shoulder. Yeah. When he was in, when he was in rhythm, he played eleven games. In those eleven games, I was looking up the stats. I forget the exact numbers, but it was like eighteen points a game on 44, 37 and a half splits. Yeah. So forty four from the field, thirty seven and a half from three on like seven threes a game. Um, and it was like I think he was averaging like it, like none of the other stats really matter because he was only doing like what like spot stuff. Yeah. But his one. role on the starting lineup was as a play finisher, right? Where he's the third or fourth guy the shots are basically being created to him. So it's either catch and shoots or he's attacking closeout. So he's already got an advantage. He wasn't doing advantage creation, mm-hmm. which is going to be his role in the starting lineup, right? If you already have Fred OG and Pascal, you don't need Gary Trent to be doing your advantage creation because your advantage creation is going to come from, you know, Fred pick and roll, um, driving kick or Pascal drawing the help defender, which I know we talk a lot of trash about Pascal on Twitter. A lot of people don't think he's a lead guy, but and regardless of how you want to talk about his half-court offense, the one thing that we've known for Pascal for the last two years is he can draw a help defender. Like, he is very mm-hmm. good at drawing a help defender. His issue is scoring 100%. on the help defender. But he's constantly drawing the help defender. Like, he's constantly drawing the double team, getting the getting the help to shift over. So advantage creation in a half-court set, Pascal can do very easily and then start creating a rotation. So I think Gary Trent actually fits really well with that starting lineup. And being that spot shooter, and I think he's going to be very successful the same way Norm was successful because Norm, when you didn't have to create stuff, he was really freaking good because all he had to do was focus on shooting and attacking advantages. So I think Gary as a starter is actually a perfectly fine, perfectly fine option. Yeah, I think you convinced me, to be honest, because I was um, a lot of what I based on Gary Trent and Fred Van Vliet's. the combination was the fact that neither, in my opinion, were very, very good playmakers. And maybe that's just because yeah. I, I watched Kyle Lowry for so long. And I was so used to Kyle just being one of the best floor generals in the league. Um, 
but yeah, I like the blend on the team. Um, I mean, the hypothetical lineup would be Fred, Gary Trent, OG, Pascal, and then whoever your center is, whether that be like Ken Burch as a free agent, Ennis Cantor, whoever it is. Oh my um, God, man. You don't have to do that. Right? <laughs> you don't want to know Ennis? You, you, Ennis, you, is, Ennis you guys is crossing the border, bro. He he barely has a passport. All right, he's staying in, in states. Like we don't need to talk about Ennis Cantor coming to Canada. What? Damn. There's a Turkish population here, bro. He he's in the states on political asylum. Like we know this. Like he actually, wait. He couldn't play a game in Toronto, no? Or was I? Could he play in uh, Toronto? Didn't he have an issue? And then he ended up coming, but like there was like a legitimate issue when he was trying to cross over. But like. Regardless, like, there's a reason why he's always cozied up to weird politicians, all right? Yeah. Wow. I wouldn't doubt yeah. it. He's staying safe. No com- <laughs> I'm going to no comment on this. I don't know enough about the political situation here. And, uh, um, that's not what was job. I saying, though? Yeah, the, the hypothetical lineup looks good. I mean, obviously, we all want Ken sure. Birch back. Um, no, he's essential at then, this point, bro. If I'm yeah. Ken Birch's agent, I'm calling Masai... You know, I'm asking for is ten too much? Ten's not too much. Yeah, he has some pretty good leverage, man. He has he, some pretty damn good leverage. I think, yeah, Kem can go for the full MLE. Like he should. At least I think he can go too. For it. Yeah, like that's the number. But like, yo, I think the Kem's issue might be that like there just isn't a market outside of Toronto for him because I just don't think people rate him. Uh, but that's fair. I, that's fair. To Toronto, I think Kem had a really good season. So he I, had a very good season. Yeah, that's the thing. I wasn't. I'm, if you're, if you were, that's the thing. Like a lot of people got mad. Not, not so much at Jared Allen resigning in, in Cleveland for five years, a hundred million dollars. Like that's a lot of money. I think it's fair, but I, I, I think it's a lot of money and whatever. He was restricted, so you weren't going to get him anyway, really. Um, and then people really lost their minds when Rashawn Holmes resigned because people really wanted Rashawn Holmes. They just wanted a, a center who. Doesn't play a lot of defense, but hit hit floaters. You know, that's the most important skill to have in the center is the (laughs) floater. Um, And, yeah, I mean, if it's it's down between, like, you get Cam Burge for a short-term deal, Mm -hmm. um, and he can give you – honestly, if you look at what Cam did in the second half of the season. Give you, like, 70 80% of what – Yeah, like 80%, right? Like, Holmes is going to give you. Yeah, maybe even a little bit better defensively. Yeah. for less, for like fifty percent of the price, like yeah, of course you would do that. And no? I get the anger, like I get the the reason that they're upset is because it's an opportunity cost thing, right? Like it's like you have this one time at cap space, so you're like, all right, if you dump Drogic, you mm-hmm. have cap space and you can use it on Holmes, right? And you yeah. would have Holmes and Birch, right? Because you can get Birch mm-hmm. um, with the MLE or whatever that you have available. So it's not as much like oh, you're replacing Holmes with Birch. It's like you're just not getting Holmes and. The reporting that's come out on it is like, oh, the, the Raptors are in talks, but they didn't want to do a, a long-term deal, right? Which I can understand why they wouldn't want to do a long-term deal. I don't think the money on Holmes is that bad for them not to do a long-term deal, but I understand why people would be upset just given the totality of the transactions that occur. Like, if you're helping Miami do this sign-and-trade, what are you, what is your benefit from it other than just press this? Press, press, Oh my God! I'm going full Kendrick. Oh damn! This guy's saying Moses Moody right <laughs> precious, now. Precious, precious Achua. Achua, yeah. Precious Achua. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, this guy's this like guy saying his name like a, this guy's saying his name like a sneeze. You know, I I I I'd be looking like Kendrick Perkins nowadays. It's uh, oh, it's that's not tough. great. Yeah. That's no, I, I no. You literally sent me a video of you 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 bouncing the basketball in your in your basement and uh, in your unfinished Milton basement, and it literally looked like Kendrick Perkins on the driveway. Like, Yo, you'd be not that not that dissimilar. Get back in shape, you know. 
<laughs> oh my you need God. those seat extenders on the flight you know that's what it'd be oh, uh but yeah no uh like if precious Achua is the only thing you're getting out of this kyle lowry uh for helping kyle lowry go to miami mm. then i can understand why people would be upset because like if the whole thing was like all right kyle goes to miami you get precious and you have cap space then that you can actually use on a player that you wouldn't be able to get otherwise i get it not being able to get homes i can understand why people are upset that being said all that being said, I'm not going to talk about how the front office did in this free agency per se, but I'm just going to look at what the team is going into next season, right? Mm, yeah. If your starting lineup is Fred, Gary Trent Jr., OG, Pascal, and Birch, yeah. that's a really freaking good starting lineup. Like, regardless, like if you want to say, oh, they don't have the top end talent, whatever, they have five like legitimately plus players on the court mm-hmm. that fit. Like, each one of those guys fits a role. Yeah. That fits, right? Yeah. And that's a good defensive lineup. Like, we know that at least four of those guys are plus defenders. Yeah. And in OG and Fred's case, they're plus plus defenders, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, even Gary, like, that's the thing with Gary's defense is, like, yes, he's probably the – he's not as good as OG or Pascal or, or, or Fred. But, like, I don't think the intensity of the defense drops just because he's on. Like, it's not like they have to constantly cover for this guy or he's yeah. going to get lost or yeah, they're yeah. going to attack him. Like, that doesn't happen. So, like – the overall level of the defense, I don't think, is going to be weakened by yeah. that, and I think that's important too because you, you, it's not like he's a negative defender. Yeah. Um, so that's your five man. Like that's a very good five man in in a thing, right? Like people would be like, "Oh, well, it's not as good as the other teams in the East." And I'm like, "All right, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, the Bucks have a better five man. The Nets have a better five man because their three man is so good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Heat right now have a better five man. Um, Atlanta, do they have a better five man? I don't think so. I think it's pretty even. Um, like they have the better player in Trey Young, sure, but I don't. I think their five man roster has a lot of weak yeah, spots. Overall, that, it's pretty even. Yeah, like overall is weaker. Um, so I would say it's even. Um, Indiana's weaker. For uh, sure. The Celtic, the Celtics, they have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and what else? And a wasteland. Uh, apparently, yeah. Marcus Smart and uh, and Brad Stevens don't get don't see eye to eye. Yeah, so like and like traded. Marcus Smart's on the team, but like now they don't have Evan Fournier. Actually, did they replace Evan Fournier with anything? Um, like, what did they get in total in the free agency? I'm totally blanking. I, don't I know they had that Tristan Thompson sign and trade. Like, they well, got they, Moses they, Brown, and then they traded Moses Brown. What they got? They, they got Josh Richardson. Who yeah. Oh yeah, they, they got Josh Richardson. Richardson. So they like replaced the new age Avery Bradley with Josh in, the, in the sense that if you have to rely on yeah. him, then you're probably not serious. Like Josh Richardson getting passed around all these like yeah, fake guy, Eastern Conference attenders. Whatever everywhere. Eastern Conference team he's on is not doing well in the playoffs. They're a first round exit. He was <laughs> yes. on Miami first round exit. He was on the Sixers first round exit. <laughs> he's now he's on Boston. They're going to be a first round exit. He's the anti like, Danny Green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like he's that 33 34% shooter who's always on the wrong side of 33 and 34% yeah, yeah, when you yeah. need it, right? Yeah. So no, he's like, at the Mark Carroll 33 like. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. I like the Celtics five man lineup like they have great top end talent but they just don't have a five man lineup. They don't have a point guard. Their point guards are with Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, well they got, they dumped Kemba too, right? So they got yeah. Al Horford back which does help for them. Bro, Horford's washed. Like if Horford has a good season, good for him, but that dude is washed. Like he was done in Philly. Yeah, no, he but he was done playing power forward and backup center. No, nah, Will, don't do that. Horford, but he, done, he, even man. when he was playing he at the is. five, oh, he, he was were, bad in Philly. They're, they're playing Tristan Thompson. That's true. 
that's an upgrade. That's an upgrade. I mean, I, I don't know if that's an upgrade, man. Horford's flat-footed and is just. I think Horford's done. I think that's that. That I'll be iffy on that. But anyways, so I would say the Celtics five man, like just because they're top end talent, they would kind of be maybe even with us. I think they have a lot more holes that are attackable on their five man, and they don't have depth, right? And then what other teams are there in the East? I'm not going to talk about the Knicks as a serious team. Like we're not going to pretend that that's a serious team. But they got Evan Fournier. We're not going to pretend that's a serious team. Like, they're they're fine, but like, I think the Raptors, like with their five man lineup, are sitting probably like you know fourth, fifth, sixth in the East. Mm-hmm. But the Raptors' depth is actually really good. I think yeah, what that, what Masai, yeah. in terms of team construction, forget the free agency. Yeah, in terms of team construction, they basically made a roster that resembles what their 2017, 2018 rosters were timeline wise, right? Where you have Fred Pascal OG as your Kyle DeMar, uh, Jonas, like talent wise, age wise, right? Mm. And contract wise. So that's your core. Gary Trent Jr. might be your DeMar Carroll, whatever you want to say about it, right? Come on. But then basically the Raptors what have created the this. the hell? <laughs> okay. Like that's just because people be talking shit about DeMar Carroll, right? Like, and they talk shit about Gary Trent. But I think Gary Trent's I better. Say, than people, I honestly people, agree Gary Trent's better than He's what much better than DeMar. I don't yeah. know what people are talking about. People turn but I think, on Gary But I think the league, but I also think the league in general is more talented than at that time but going back and then what the raptors have done is they've created a shadow lineup like they have actually built up their assets last season we went into the season we went into the season last year with six players that could actually play on the team yeah we started the season with kyle fred og pascal norm and boucher yeah we were and nobody else on our roster could play a minute without dying yeah because it was like terrence davis was our seventh man sorry i said his name my apologies yeah um but he was our seventh man, and like that was horrible. And now, through the season, we develop Malachi. You get Kem Birch on the roster. You develop Utah into a player that, like, Utah was a plus player this year. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're not going to pretend that he, he wasn't. So now, was, yeah. the Raptors have basically are going into the season with a shadow lineup on their bench again, similar to what the bench mob was in 2017, 2018. You got mm-hmm. Malachi, you got Malachi, you got Utah, you got Paul Scotty. Watson, if you want to call him, but I don't, I'm, I'm going to take Paul Watson out. Let's say Scotty Barnes. Yep. And then you got Boucher. And then you've got um like Gillespie, Paul Watson, whatever that fifth man might be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a backup shooting guard need, obviously, that they should probably fill in free agency, whether that's Malik but, like, Monk. You or can you can that fill that. Be. Like it's you basically you just that. need a three point chucker in that situation. Yeah. Like you need a CJ Miles, like a guy who in a exactly. half court setting, he's gonna move around, guys are gonna have to follow him just to move the defense a little bit. He doesn't even have to be that good. But so you're saying bring Tony Snell in? That's what you're saying? No, Tony Snell doesn't. Even, Tony Snell shows like one three a game. Not, he is one three a season. It's against the no, Raptors. Not against the, yeah, I was about to say not against <laughs> the Raptors. Oh, 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 man. The Raptors, he How many so Raptor far. killers are out there? Like, <laughs> yo, enough. Leave us alone. Like, <laughs> like this is a solid. There is a very solid team here. Like that bench and man. Like I, th- I think people haven't totally understood what that bench is going to look like. Because, like, if you remember, the key to the bench mob was, like, they would play defense, so they wouldn't mm. lose you points on defense, and then they would just crank the pace in transition, and they just had a bunch of dudes who could score in transition. Yeah. Look at who our bench is right now. you got Malachi, plus defender, and loves to push the pace. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Utah Watanabe, plus defender, loves yeah. to push the pace. Yeah. You've got Scotty Barnes. you got, like, a little weird, like, you got Scotty, left hand. Literally, he's literally yeah. the epitome of play defense and push the pace yeah and then you got scotty who's literally defense and push the pace right like he's gonna be your transition playmaker and we don't know what he's gonna be but i think he's gonna be fun regardless uh and then you've got boucher who like i don't think he plays defense per se but i think he can be passable at the four man 
man, like at the five, he was really rough. But if he's the four man on that bench lineup, I think yeah, he'll be yeah. fine. He'll be fine at the four. Yeah. He's a he's a legitimate gunner. He's your scorer, right? He's your three point chucker on that lineup where he can like light it up. And we've seen him oh, light yeah, it up multiple right. times this season. Like the guy can put up thirty. <laughs> Yeah. You're right. You know, he is the CJ Miles of that situation. Yeah. He's the CJ of that rock. Like he's the CJ of that team oh, where he wow. like if the play breaks down, they're gonna run a little pick and pop for Chris Boucher and he's gonna trebuchet that ball into the net, right? Like that's just his role. Yeah. And um, then who's the fifth man on that? It's like whatever, Paul Watson, whoever yeah. whoever they pick up, right? Yeah. So there's legitimate like juice on that bench lineup to actually just be like this running gun defensive lineup that can like play even or outplay other teams' benches. So mm-hmm. I think the regular season is actually going to be pretty nice to the Raptors, where their starters might play even or slight plus for most of the games, mm-hmm. and then their bench blows out teams again. And I think that's kind of what the build is. And I know I've been talking a lot, but like I've like this is kind of what I've just been putting together over the last couple of days. I keep tweeting out like potential lineups, right? Yeah. yeah. And I just realized, I'm like, okay, this is how the guys are going to mix. Like, it's actually not a bad mix in terms of what they built. And that's before we get into whether or not they actually did much in free agency, which is what it is. Also, just uh, just wanted to say real quickly, um, Mr. Um, La La Land, Daryl Morey, the GOAT, oh. uh, the Sixers just waived uh, George Hill, who was um, their Kyle, Lor- Kyle wow. Lowry replacement. I thought he was a significant upgrade. Yeah, That's significant upgrade That's to their team, quote. right? Wow. This guy says significant. <laughs> Things are coming full circle. No, What's but, going on? Well, where's Ben Simmons at? Did you did he did he get in contact oh with Ben? Oh my yet? goodness, that's crazy. I wonder where George Hill goes. Do you think he goes to Brooklyn, L.A., or one of or Miami? Or Shanghai? Yeah. Yo, come on, man. Nah, nah, man. Like Shanghai he's, signing. He's a, gonna he's gonna get guy. a ring chaser deal. Redacted. Kidding me? With who? <laughs> it feels like he's done that with the last. How, like it feels like he's been on every contender. He's been on the yeah, Bucks. George Hill, bro. Someone's gonna someone's gonna talk themselves into it. Oh, he's going to the Nets. Name. He's gonna go to the Nets. He's gonna go to the Nets on a minimum. Yeah. Like, you sure. know, he would do fine on the Nets. Yeah. 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 I actually kind of like him on the Nets. He's going to go to the Nets. That's that's my prediction. Jeez. Or the Lakers. Have the Lakers ever had George Hill? Uh, like it's uh, yeah, they have. They have. Actually, no, that was Ramon Sessions. The Lakers Sessions. haven't had George Hill. That was Ramon oh. Sessions. Sorry. Yeah, they had Ramon <laughs> oh, yo, relax, guys. That's two different. That's totally different. <laughs> that's, <man. laughs> sorry, that, that's American. LeBron's had, LeBron's had George Hill, though, before. LeBron so. has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's not getting them back. Low key, yeah. I feel bad for J.R. Smith because that wasn't his fault, man. That was, was straight up George, George Hill should have just made the free throw. That would have put them ahead. <laughs> nah, people loved scapegoating J.R. Smith all year, though. If you even remember, like before the playoffs even began, like J.R. Smith was on my Instagram feed like every other week. Yeah. Of like just doing crazy dumb shit. And like, honestly, the Cavs knew, like, they didn't even have to win regular season games. Like, they knew where they were going at the end of the year, but like, mm. somehow J.R. Smith was still in the headlines for just like some dumb shit. Yeah. Oh crap, yo! You know what I just realized? The guy that we're forgetting on that bench mob is oh, freaking, precious. It's precious, yeah, yeah, yeah precious yeah, yeah. as well. Yo, yeah. okay. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Sahal. Have you seen the tape on Precious? I have. I've seen a bit. Yeah, yo, you you, you have the... him up first. You have him up first because I'm 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 kind of sold on the boy. <laughs> precious. So this is the thing with me. So when I watch him, um, if you're a Raptors fan, you 100 like I feel like Raptors fans just gravitate towards energy players. Like if you yeah. looked at most bench players over the last five, six, seven, eight years, Raptors fans just love guys that just go all out, that crash. Like we fell in love with Kyle Lowry for a reason initially. It wasn't because he was some otherworldly talent. It was because he was doing the little things that people just fell in love with. Obviously, mm-hmm. like his personality and stuff, like rub people the right way as well. But um, Precious is like. Man, oh man, I was watching the Nigeria um, USA game, and this guy, like, he's 
tossing elbows into guys and he's just he's a big he's he's almost like a combo forward he has really good athletic ability he's super strong he's a leaper like he can jump like this guy against team usa he's jumping over guys jumping over jason tatum jumping over all these guys um in terms of his wingspan he has pretty good length he has like very similar measurements to scotty actually yeah, like I think I think he's uh, like, like six, one of the eight, Twitter accounts seven uh, three wingspan. Yeah, there's the Pascal pro- propaganda Twitter account that guy. He was on the spaces um, talking about him, and he said he's like uh, Precious's like measurements are like basically Bam, like him and Bam have basically like the same measurements. He has like a seven something wingspan, so he's mm. got a really plus wingspan, right? Yeah, and so like I watched this. I was watching a lot of tape on Precious today too, just to try to get a grasp of him. Yeah, and he's so mobile. Like he's, he's very. Broad. I don't know. I don't know what type of player he'll turn into. He's clearly a bench big at this point. He's twenty one mm-hmm. years old. He doesn't like he's had whatever opportunities, but he's had some really good games in Miami when he's had the chance to actually play minutes. And like he's a good finisher at the rim. He has a lot of mobility. Like mm-hmm. he's got a lot. Like his second jump is quick, mm-hmm. and he's a fast mover. Like he runs. Like he's legitimately like like he reminds me the t- player that he reminded me of. And it's not going to be like an amazing player comp, but I'm like comparing what he is right now to the player I'm thinking of. Like right now as a 21 year old, he reminds me of what, like uh, if you guys remember Jordan Hill. Yeah. Jordan Hill. Jordan Hill was this energy power forward center. Mm-hmm. who could, You know, he jumped a, he get rebounds. His biggest issue was uh, like motor, like his motor would kind of wane. Yeah, but that's kind of what precious Achua reminds me of right now. Like he, he'll set a hard screen. He'll dive fast and he will roll hard. And he is a lob threat. The guy catches yes, so many man. lobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the Raptors have a lob thrower, but I think Precious Achua. If, Barnes, baby. You know if Precious Achua is the bench big with Malachi Flynn, that's an incredible pick and roll combo. Like yeah. Malachi loves playing pick and roll. I want to see him like actually have a big who can set a screen and roll hard, mm-hmm. and that would be an incredible combination. I'm actually very high on Precious. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's the type of like star return that you were hoping for for Kyle Lowry, but. As a, I mean, as a player by himself, as a player by himself, I think he's a, I think he's a good young player. Like, I, mean, I would like him on the team. I would that's love, the thing. I the the sign and trade is like you're not, you're never going to get that much on a sign and trade. Like yeah. you just have to be realistic about that. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that you know most sign and trades are like you get like a trade exception back that you don't end up using like eighty percent of the time, and even if you do use it, it's on some garbage contract. So. I think honestly, Precious is is fine as as a piece to get back. I think obviously if um, they'll try to reroute Dragic, which um, you know there's probably some some teams that are interested. Do you think, by the way? So there's a holdup right now that. Um, wait, that wait, wait, wait. Uh, Before we move on from Precious, can I just say one more thing? Yeah, what's up? So when I was watching some tape, because I like to watch his his tape at Memphis as well before he even came to the NBA. Wow. Okay. And and his. Like, the thing that jumped out to me the most was what Asa just mentioned, which was his mobility. Like, this guy in Memphis, they used to switch a lot. And this guy was getting switched on to, like, 6'4 guards, 6'5 guards. Mm. And he was staying with them. Like, the guy can move really well. Like, horizontally, incredible. Like, and remember, this is this is not, you know, a small guy. Like, this guy's 6'9", probably 230, right? So... Um. Yeah, with Nick Nurse, that switching system that he loves running. Yeah, Precious is gonna look damn good, man. 
and he has a he has a bit of a grab and go game too, which is really like impressive. Like he like it like Nigeria was like le- would legitimately have him like bringing up the ball mm-hmm. quite a few possessions in this Olympic run, mm-hmm. and he looked comfortable kind of doing it, comfort attacking off the grab. It's just like so. I'm actually like if he was like if he was like a bench Pascal or like a bench Pirtle, yeah, from the 2017 2018 year, I can totally see him filling that type of role. Mm-hmm. And being that type of player, so I understand the appeal of getting a precious Achua. I like him a lot as a player, mm. um, and then uh, I actually don't mind his general jump shot mechanic. Again, I've only seen highlights where he's making shots, but like it doesn't look horrible. So I, I could see him potentially, you know, having some sort of a serviceable jumper. Yeah, in a league too, right? Like yeah. he he was hitting some above the break threes where he was very comfortable taking the shot, and I was like, oh damn, okay, yeah. For a twenty-one-year-old, very interesting. And they're player. definitely going to try that that stuff with him because. Oh yeah. Why um, not, bro? They're, they're making Ken Birch take like eight threes at the end That's of the season. That's what I was going to say. We're all yeah. lying to you if, if we thought that when Ken Birch was going to sign with the Raptors, that he was going to start shooting threes, and this guy was hitting like corner threes, and we were all like, "What the hell's going on?" I would much rather see Ken Birch presses Achua and like Scotty Barnes take threes than seeing Aaron Baines and Alex Len take threes. That's my personal. Oh Precious, my God. Precious just loves contact. Like he's like Montrez yeah. Harrell, like a way more mobile Montrez Harrell. Like he just loves contact, yeah. And um, I would have loved to see him, man, in a pick and roll with with Kyle Lowry in that bench lineup. But I'm done reminiscing, man. I already, yeah, oh, enough, man, enough. <sighs> yeah. And I guess one final point, uh, well, before you move on, and this is kind of just because you brought up Kyle, not getting Holmes. I get why people wanted Holmes, but Holmes probably would have been the most effective if he was playing beside Kyle Lowry, <laughs> like yeah. Kyle Lowry plus. Um, Holmes or Kyle Lowry plus Allen would be very intriguing to me. Um, without Kyle Lowry, I don't think the Raptors have the same type of point guards to really make use of them at the same level, like to make them more than what their value is. They would just be equal to the value of the contract or maybe a little less than the contract value. So I don't mind it either way, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's uh, I mean, look, I- I'm very curious to see like what the rest of this the sign and trade looks like because I, I think it's pretty clear that Dragic is going to come back as the the other piece and um, I think that apparently there's a second round pick okay and you know you're probably going to look to flip Dragic I think you could get something okay for Dragic like if you got Dwight Powell and I don't know maybe Jalen Brunson Jalen Brunson is pretty good but like the I don't, know Dallas, I don't know if Dallas gives up that much though because I really yeah. think they really like Jalen there I but, also just don't. Well, the thing is, Brunson how much was is a Carlisle guy, right? So it's like, but he didn't even play like, that much in the playoffs, though. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Like he surprisingly didn't well, play Brunson that much. Makes, in the Brunson makes Brunson makes one point eight million. Yeah, I think he has one year left on his deal, right? One point eight million. Yeah, he's gonna have a cheap hold next year. You can kind of decide. I like if Jalen I was, the, I like Jalen Brunson too. So I don't think I, like I, I don't understand from Dallas's perspective why they would give him up. But Dallas is a weird, weird franchise. Well, that's the thing, though. Here's you know, like, once you once you have wanting Goran Dragic is weird to me, but. Well, listen, once you have a generational star like Luca, you're going to have to do whatever you can to, like, please this man every single year. So yeah. if he says he wants, you know, Goran Dragic, like, you know, Slovenian legend, then he's going to get Goran Dragic, period. Plus, it's Mark Cuban. He, would, he wouldn't even need to be told that. He would, he's probably already targeting him. <laughs> so. I personally, like, if Dwight Powell is the guy coming back in that, like, yeah. I don't mind Dwight Powell. I think he's like a fine bench bigger or whatever. But he's fine. He he's, looked, he's undersized. He, looked, he too. looked damn good for Canada. I'll give him that. Like Nick Nurse was using him. I yeah, mean, Canada also again, just he was, didn't he was, get out of a tournament. And they were playing yeah, against no. a bunch of tiny little teams. But they to be fair, but teams, but to be nah, fair, Dwight was those, playing well though. Come on, don't take that. Away. Dwight did play well. To he's be, don't trail Lyles. 
Slovenia was in uh, their bracket, no? They didn't lose no, to Slovenia. No, no, no. no Slovenia oh, was, was in a different tournament. tournament? I know they lost to the Czech Republic, bro. but Slovenia is in the semifinals now, so shout out to Luka. Yeah. Yo, shout they're 17 and 0 with, when Luka plays. That's actually unbelievable. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah you know, yo, Luka, yo, is, yo, they're going to shut the borders down when Luka beats Team USA. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. To Damn. be fair, I think I'm ready to say Luka's a top five player in the world, man. Like I feel yeah. like he was just hovering around that that area. I think he's but there, but I, there. I do think it's I, I think it's a little like ridiculous to say Luca's a top five player if you're not also willing to say James Harden's a top five player because I, I think know. they're equal. I think they're literally equal. Me players. too. I think Me James too. Harden has a better, more record, historical record of actually being successful than Luca does. Yeah, mm. I don't think Luca does anything better than James Harden. For but you know what it is though? I think James does have that like one or two games where he just kind of melts down. Yeah. And I, I haven't seen that as much from Luca just yet. Like, well, Luca's well, Luca's Luca hasn't Luca hasn't played enough games that like where he's the where he's the where he isn't the underdog, right? To matter, right? Like James Harden's played games where he's the top seed. That's true. And he's playing against a team below him, right? Luca's always playing against Clippers. So even if he has a bad game, it's like, oh, he's just tired because he has to carry his team. Mm-hmm. Like James I mean, Harden, he is tired. James though. Harden's not going to get that same credit, right? Even though James Harden's probably tired too. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. There's a lot of external stuff there. I just think that. If you're going to talk about Luka Doncic being as great as he is, you should also be a person that holds James Harden in really high regard. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, I mean, look, listen, we'll, we'll do more episodes once um, once we know what the specific return is. So, for now, I mean, that's that's what we know, that Gary Trent Jr. has re-signed. Kyle is going to the Heat. Um, how good do you think the Heat are? So, the Heat got... Uh, PJ Tucker. In addition to Kyle Lowry, they got um, you know Dwayne Dedman back. Yeah, so their starting lineup is Kyle Duncan, Duncan Robinson, Robinson, Jimmy yeah, Butler, Jimmy. Bam Adebayo, and then it's PJ Tucker most likely. Like mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're going to ru- run a small ball lineup with yeah. Bam at center. Yeah, they should because um, they, they, they really should. don't. They don't have any big man depth other than Dwayne Dedman. I wonder who they pick up. They'll get uh, somebody. Like, this, this is Miami. Like, a buyout guy is going to come to them. Yeah, but I wonder who the buyout guy is, right? Like, they, they only have minimums left. So, because their bench is Tyler Hero, um, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess. Who they just re-signed, yeah. And I can't think of anybody else. I guess right Casey Okpala, if he's not included oh, yeah. in the... Casey Okpala, right? If he's Ken, not is Kendrick Nunn a free agent? He's restricted. He's not Kendrick Nunn's a free agent, but they're not going to get him back because they can only offer the minimum. They can't. They can't get them now because they'll be hard capped. I think otherwise, um, they're out of money. That's the problem. They've run out of money after the deals that they just signed. I think that's what I understood because they hit like 136 million. So that, what the Heat guys are saying was they only have seven spots left for minimums, and one of them is going to be Udonis Haslam. <laughs> yeah, you just have to. And I think they used two of them he on Gabe has- Vincent. They used two on Gabe Vincent and Max Truce. So their depth is going to be probably an issue. I, I I wonder if they can kind of maybe swing a deal midseason. Like maybe they move Tyler Hero for like a a big, right? Like a backup big or something. Because if Dwayne Dedmon's are only backup big, bro, like what is that team? Like that's a little rough. I don't know how they get past Embiid or Giannis with that. But they do have an interesting front court. Do they have enough shooting? I don't know. I don't know if they have enough shooting. But they have enough either, scoring, to be honest. I mean, do they have enough defense? I mean, look, I, I like. I, well, the I'm defense. I think they have the defense. They do. They I do. Think they have the defense. Have, yeah. Kyle, Ball- Kyle, Bam, and Jimmy is enough 
defense at pivot points to make it work. Right. And they have, if they, if PJ Tucker is still like able to defend at 37 years old, then I think their starting lineup has enough defense and they're going to run a shit ton of zone anyways. Right. So they'll be able to hide yeah, those their zone, bad yeah, defenders. Those zone. They'll zone a lot. But are they going to beat Brooklyn be though? Fun. Like that's all I'm thinking. Like if no. like who's who's uh, who's guarding Kyrie? Because Kyle can guard Kyrie in 2016. Yeah. Also, like sneaky. Here's the thing. Now that Kyle's not a Raptor, we can kind of talk about it. Kyle's defense really fell off last year. <laughs> I thought he didn't care. He was saving his. He, I thought. I thought maybe he didn't care, him. but the dude, the first half of the season, he definitely cared, and he was getting blown by consistently. But that happens with Kyle. That's yeah. the thing. Kyle's a better yeah. team defender than he is on ball. But no, he was getting, that's why he was getting there. blown by a lot more though than I think I'd ever seen. Where I'm like, oh, he's not even making the rotation in time. Where I'm like, okay, like yeah. he's still like he's still getting the steals, like uh, like zoning up the weak side or whatever, and then like you know charges, getting like the yeah. charges and stuff, which is still good. Kyle's still good, but he did like there was a noticeable step that he lacked last year, um, which I that did worry me a little bit. I was like, man, if we give him a deal, I personally did want him back, um, but. That was the no, that, that, that was a concern. But they're talking, they're talking about Kyle Lowry like he's like Drew Holiday or some shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> point of attack defender. I'm like, I, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, point I don't know about that either. Uh, like, I know Kyle's also, short, we, but he's we not also got to be fair. Yeah, we got to be fair. <laughs> Kyle's 35, so it's like yeah. he can't be, he can't be so like Jeff forever. The whole season, team's right? 35. Yeah, man. yeah. The whole, the whole team's yeah. 35. I think what's wild is Miami's really. Like they're just all in for these two years, so they really got to get some sort of roster upgrade if it doesn't work. Because right now, as their roster stands, I don't think they have the best roster in the East by any means. They definitely don't have the best roster in the league. Like Miami's that. depth is terrible. Their like depth is horrible. It's yeah, not that's good bad, right now. But you know, uh, like just like they're last paying year, Jimmy, just get they're guys, paying man. Jimmy four one eighty four, and Jimmy's like has a bad injury history. Like he's had trouble staying healthy the last two or three years. To be honest, by the end of last season, Jimmy didn't quite look the same. Yeah, he was clearly um, playing looked, injured by the time he got yeah, to the bubble. Yeah, and it just. What did Jimmy shoot in the playoffs, man? I got I got to pull up those numbers. He man. was garbage. I thought that was like oh, it was Jimmy like was Demar in the Wizards series level. That might be Demar plus Kyle in the Wizards series, man. It was legitimately bad. I'm gonna pull uh, up. But it's kind of sucks because Kyle basically is on the 20, 2017, 2018 Raptors again. Yo. <laughs> Here's the numbers in the in the four game sweep by Miami to uh, to Milwaukee. Jimmy Butler shot twenty nine point seven percent for the series. He, <laughs> he made four point eight field goal attempts per sixteen attempts per game. That's he was, tough, yeah. Man. He was going through garbage. it. Garbage. That was tough. He yeah, was Jimmy going through was it. Bad. But so, to be fair, the whole team was bad. So it, it wasn't. Bam just at, what did Bam Adebayo do that series? Was he injured? Um, uh, let me look it up again. Man, the Buck series, I do think that's the that's what the what Miami's kind of banking on is that Bam is going to take another another step this year and Kyle's going to be the guy to unlock him. Yeah, no, if he's Kyle can get three, Bam, yeah. like if Bam takes a leap and he becomes like not AD level, but like ninety percent of what AD is, then damn, right? Oh, like, I don't know if he's going to get there. He's just not as big as AD. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, there's a there's me. a bit of a size limitation. But like if Kyle's setting him up for fifteen foot, sixteen foot jumpers that he's casually hitting, ninety percent of AD's crazy feeding like, him. But no, but if Kyle's feeding him pick and rolls, like Kyle's gonna make him a super souped up Serge Ibaka. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Serge is getting like eighteen a game. But when you know, but Serge is money as a shooter, though. Yeah, like yeah. money. Like and even like, he, he even got the three really good by the end of the, the Toronto run. So yeah. if you guys, I don't know if Bam guys, shoots like that, he doesn't really. Yeah, I was gonna say that. If you guys remember how the Bucks were defending Bam, oh, yeah, they were just letting him shoot. Like they were giving him that shot, and he, he, 
he lived like you could see he was going through mental a mental breakdown. He I think didn't the know what to do offensively. I think the Heat have the ability to be both a sixty win team and a forty five win team at the same time. Yeah, regular season wise, they're never a team that's going to take like, high wins. Yeah, they're they not just, a high win team, but in a playoff, I think they could be like. Can they beat Milwaukee in a series? Depending on, I think depending on what well, Milwaukee doesn't have players right now. Like Milwaukee yeah, has what six enough. players? Yeah, Milwaukee just they just got Bobby Portis back, which was huge on a nice discount. But I think, like, when things start shaping up, the Nets, Bucks, and depending on what the 76ers do with Ben Simmons, are all going to be um, just above the Heat. Unless the Heat somehow make up this bench. And yeah, if, they can get like a, if they can get a ring chaser or something, yeah. that'd be incredible. But this is the same problem I have with the entire East, where a lot of people, like, just look at the starting lineup or look at the top talent, and they make their decision. And I'm like, man, a lot of these teams that in the East that have paid all these money for these big stars, they have no depth. Like, the Nets legitimately don't have any depth anymore. Yeah. How do they right? get Blake Griffin to agree to come back? Well, who, the hell, who else is signing Blake Griffin, dog? Like, no, man. Blake Griffin got a sh- at least 10 shares of Alibaba. No, Blake Griffin. Blake, Griffin 100, Blake Griffin's part of uh, Kevin Durant's media company. Oh, no, he's going to be word. in his boardroom. Oh, I don't, I don't actually. I'm making that up. I don't know, but I'm assuming, right? Bro, I think yeah. he just feels like Blake he can Griffin, take Blake Griffin's there. actually a full time stand up and he just does this like as oh, a side word. gig. Yeah, I was going to say now he can joke about how stand ups make no money. You got to really grind. Yeah. This, you got to have a second job <laughs> to play in the NBA. <laughs> oh, my God. I read somewhere that the Nets can't afford any of their guys. Yeah, because um, their luxury tax bills are absurd. Yeah. That's why Spencer, they can't even do the sign and trade for Spencer because they yeah. just can't take stuff back or whatever, right? Or, Which is why Jeff Green left. Jeff Green left to the Denver Nuggets. Now he's yeah, on the team. The, NBA got the middle level, right? The taxpayer mid-level or something yeah. there? Jeff Denver Green. gets the most random players. I'm sorry. Yeah. But. Someone, who had the tweet? Someone had the tweet where it's like, Jeff Green Jeff Green calls his agent. He's like, hey, yo, what team have I not played on yet? <laughs> he's like, uh, Denver. He's like, all right, call him up. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Jeff Green is the new, he's the new Trevor Ariza. Trevor Reese is somehow still playing. Man. I, I think they're, aren't still they the same age, bro? Like, I don't. They're, they're like neck and neck, man. <laughs> I don't know why I always have this like image of Jeff Green that he's still like twenty eight. No, he, he's 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 fully Uncle Jeff Green at this point, man. He's he's yeah. like thirty five. Yeah, but I do like it. Like that's the thing where I'm like, man, Brooklyn really doesn't have any 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 players outside of their four guys. Like they have their four, and then they they have what Nick Claxton and put some respect on Mike James, man. Come on, and Mike Mike James. And Alizé Johnson. Do they, do they have Mike James for this year? I don't know if they do, to be honest. Because he wasn't he like wasn't well, like they, a they traded for deal? um the Phoenix Suns guard, the bald guy for Landry Shamit. And, oh, and Javon a, Carter. Javon, Javon Carter, Carter. Yeah. Okay. They well, got, they got Javon, Javon Carter didn't. Javon, he was maybe is injured. Actually, they got right? Bruce Brown back. I'm pretty sure they. they yeah, said they, so they have like maybe six guys right that can play six yeah. seven guys, but like their their guys fall off really quickly. Like they have mm-hmm. their top three, and then they fall off really quickly, and the defense is going to be an issue there, right? Mm-hmm. So, like them, the Bucks, the Sixers, all these teams have the same issue in a playoff series where they're like, we got six guys who have to play like 35, 40 minutes, mm-hmm. and then we have to survive for eight minutes, right? And I think yeah. the Heat are going to have the same issue. And that's where, like, like a team like Toronto probably isn't going to win a seven game series against those teams because just because of talent. No, we're not. But, like, if a team we're like right. Toronto has, if you, if Toronto gets to the end of the season and your bench is like bench mobbing like the last team or whatever, and your starters are just playing like equal to other teams, or like only like a negative two, then it's suddenly like, oh, we can go six, we can go seven with these teams, because just because like you're gonna win enough minutes yeah. to make it games competitive, and that's where I think I mean, people kind of forget that like because I'm reading all these tweets, people are like, oh, people don't know the Raptors are like basically ready to tank again. And I'm like, 
did you see the contracts that we have signed on these guys? Like we have legitimately like good, like all-star level players that are signed on the starting lineup that are going to get massive usage. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? Like this team's going to win. We're we're a really good team. Even if we bring the same OG and Obi back. And I think we're going to see a much better OG next year. So OG's going to set what the trajectory is. Once you tank once, everybody, you're just going to keep hitting reset on that tank, (laughs) man. It's just too addictive, right? Because you don't have to worry about it. As soon as you say, oh, we're tanking, then you can, like, take the losing and not feel insecure about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, if, you, if you're if you not tanking, you're like, oh, well, then what are we doing? Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. And then every loss feels monumental. Or it's like, oh, you lose a close game to the Charlotte Hornets on the second night of a back-to-back. And it's like, Pascal's garbage. you got to trade him. Like, what are we talking about? Like, Yeah. 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 No, I mean, what's giving me a lot of consolation is um, – I'm just looking through the Raptors lineup data for this past season. And look, man, not not a lot went right for the Raptors this past season. They had 27 wins, okay? Like, I'm not trying to, like, sugarcoat this thing. What I'm trying to say is when you sort through the four-man lineups, you see a lot of, you know, plus 86 in 472 minutes, plus 81 in 115 minutes, plus 66 in 184 minutes, plus 61 in 143 minutes. The uh, the lineup that we're pretty much going to have in our, in our four, four-man rotation you know, a lot of his Pascal Fred, um, OG, Chris Boucher, four-man lineup, plus 61 in 143 minutes. Um, if you look at um, the most popular, I guess, Ken Birch lineup with this. Ken Birch lineups are amazing, man. Beautiful. I love that guy. Yeah, even something small, like 82 minutes of OG, Chris Boucher, Gary Trent, Malachi Flynn, 30, plus 32 in 82 minutes. I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, the Raptors really struggled with the fifth guy this past season, and that really kills your five-man line. Like, people like, talk about win shares. People line. talk about win shares. Aaron Bain set, like, uh, like NBA-high loss shares last year. It has to be a record. <laughs> it, Bro, it, it's... Like, the Raptors literally lost so many games by such small margins when they were actually competing, and... Every time you look at Aaron Baines, negative 475 in two minutes. No, man. Like, bro, like, I can't, like, we all know what the issue was, was that our fifth and sixth or seventh dude just was absolutely garbage in every lineup. Like, you couldn't find a fifth man when he had to rest a starter. It was like him or and, Stanley Johnson, man. And I'm literally, like, halfway through the season, I started calling uh, started calling Aaron Baines the weatherman, man. <laughs> this guy just told me no, man. And with all, with all those players playing so poorly – the Raptors were still the fourth seed before everybody went down. Yeah, that's true. With COVID. So yeah. um Which is wild. It's like, yo, like every single competitive every single like playoff team we played so damn competitively. We either had we have wins against or we like lost narrowly to. And you could always look at we lost because there was that one piece of our lineup when we had to play literal like below NBA replacement level guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we just didn't have a five to ten man line. Like we had a, a third line and we had our first line. We just didn't have anyone that was the quality of a second line. Yeah, and now we're going to go nice. into this season, and I think it's going to take like five or six games, and then people are going to start believing again. Is um, when people see how good like our bench actually is. Like we got some really good guys coming up. Can we be a top five defense in the league? I th- yeah, not? I think so for sure. You think so? Okay. Yeah. If we could be a top five defense, then I think we could be in the we could be in the mix for a strong playoff position. Because I mean, just we're the weakest defenders on the team, man. Like we can count the plus defenders. You got Fred all NBA level, OG yep. all NBA level, Pascal's all NBA level in terms of co- like scheme, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got Ken Birch who's a plus defender. You got Gary Trent Jr. who's just even at worst, right? You got he can Malachi be plus. He honestly yeah, can, he can be, be plus, plus. Yeah. in a, in a scheme. He can be plus. 
You've got Malachi, who's a plus defender. Utah's a plus defender. Um, Scotty. Scotty is, in theory, is going to be a plus plus defender, right? For sure, yeah. So you're already looking at like at least six to seven guys you can just throw out there at in any given time to be def, like play defense, yeah. right? So you have it's a lot of line up It really is just here. Chris, and Chris is very good. He he does he takes puts a lot on the table and he takes a lot off the table. Like your two chuckers are Gary Trent and Chris Boucher, and like that's where you get you get your offense from. They're always going to be in lineups with four plus defenders. So yeah. why are we worried? Like yeah, last year, we have significant. Yeah, we can't forget about Precious. Come on, bro. Last year we played That's redacted we... significant minutes. We played Matt Thomas significant minutes as the seventh guy. Yeah. Aaron Baines and Alex Len were the the pivot men on our defense. Like holy like, shit! You understand why? Like our best defensive lineups were when we literally just spammed our best players. We were like, all right, small ball, Norm at the three, OG at the five. Mm. Let's just run these guys into the ground, and they would. They would put up like a defensive rating of eighty, but they'd have no energy to actually score. Yeah, it was no, like it was pure struggle ball, man. It's literally when you play Pokemon, you have to use struggle. <laughs> yeah, like I know I'm talking a lot, but I'm I'm actually really I'm at peace with what the team is. Yeah, and I actually think it's going to be surprisingly good. I'm just not happy that you still didn't mention precious but i keep forgetting oh, on, man because he's not on the roster yet like i need to oh, see the sign you, you just don't want to say his name again man you don't honestly want to, you, i'm scared you, 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 you i'm just scared shook. of pronouncing both i'm shook yeah for any raptors <laughs> fans that don't know how to pronounce it i'm sure you guys know how to pronounce precious it's Yo, a on, chua a nigerian chua. names are phonetic just 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 look at it take a slow and then just say it but it's phonetic in english the names are easy i just have a problem with that like ch type sound because mm. my, I'd be, I'd be struggling to say words. I'm an immigrant. It's okay. It's all good, man. Um, before we go, let me just read you some from Bobby Marks. Um, he he put out a list of free agents still available on the board. And uh, just stop me if you hear anybody that you like. Okay, uh, Kendrick Nunn, Reggie Jackson, Dennis Schroeder, uh, Patty Mills, Bruce Brown, um, Ish Smith, Danny Green, JJ Redick, Demar Rosen, Kelly Oubre, Rudy Gay, Josh Hart. Uh, John I Collins. Like I like Josh Hart. You like Josh Hart? Okay. I like Josh. I like the few guys. So we're you not said, getting but... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, who else That's... did you like? Who, who's the few other guys you liked, man? Which, um, which podcaster? Danny Green or JJ Redick? Which one? No, do you I didn't. Like? I don't like either of those guys. You don't want, you don't want the podcast. Um, who, who else did you say? I think you said Patty Mills. I would like Patty Mills just to come in as a chucker. Apparently, Patty offense. Mills is going to go to the Lakers. Or something. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I think Patty Mills is going to either the Lakers or the Warriors. I think J.J. Redick is going to the Nets because his family lives there. So he's going to the Nets. Like, that's already guaranteed, basically. Okay. All right. Yep. Danny Green. Where's the podcast going? For the Danny podcast? Green? That's a good, that's a good point. That's cool. I, think, I think it's either Miami or L.A., right? Like, it depends on. Ooh, honestly, Miami, f- f- just for the podcast alone, would be pretty good. Like, I, But I think L.A. can give him a piece of the mid-level, right? Like, they have a piece of the taxpayer mid-level, so L.A. No, might be able to give him more money. And he's there's no way, man. Before, right? No, please. Danny can't I'll go back to the Lakers. I'm sorry. The, the Lakers fans have treated him poorly. <laughs> like, we, as Raptor fans, we joke on Danny because of the playoffs. Lakers fans were a different... Different level. I feel like that's there has to be like a law against that or a by law or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think with like with the Lakers, Danny would be like one of their like best shooters, right? He like, would be. Yeah, they need him absolutely because they would have him, Wes Johnson. Uh, sorry, not Wes Johnson. Wesley Matthews. Wes Johnson would be horrible. Wesley Matthews oh, and Trevor Ariza, right? Like, yeah, they got Kent Bazemore. Like, it's I don't know, geez. man. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. if Danny goes to Miami on a minimum, that's crazy. They need him. Uh, I'm telling you, they need him. I just and think they, there's teams that have more money available to take Danny. And I don't know why Danny, like, if Danny really wants to lose $4 million to chase a ring, 
that good for him. But I don't think you like. I don't think Miami is a ring chasing type destination. I, you know, I wouldn't hate it if yet. Danny. I don't hate. I wouldn't hate if Danny came back. I really wouldn't. Yeah. I think I think actually would be a spot for him. Uh, the more on the list here: uh, John Collins restricted, Laurie Markkinen restricted, uh, Carmelo Anthony, who's uh, probably going to LA as well. Yeah, yeah. Jared Vanderbilt, okay. Um, Andre Drummond, Kem Birch, <laughs> which I'm just going to assume the Raptors are going to resign. Yeah, and it's Cantor, who you've already spoken up for, but unfortunately, it's not going to be available. I guess. Uh, and then Robin Lopez and Lou Williams, Malik Monk, Taylor Horn Tucker restricted, Victor Oladipo, uh, Hamidou Diallo. Uh, Austin Rivers, Frank Natilakina, Demarcus Cousins. Yikes! Um, yeah, it's tough, man. For instance, it goes fast. Like it's, so, it's Malik Monk is a name a lot of people talk about, right? I don't know a whole lot about him other than like you know he can get hot from three, and you know great he, name. Him, him, is he the one that Mike uh, that Jordan slapped? Yeah, huh? he is. Yeah. I just assume. Him, right? I just assumed all of them are, man. <laughs> Maybe Lamelo. Yeah, Lamelo doesn't deserve well, that, but I everybody else got, is. I think Jordan slapped him on tape for something for something, but that was uh, well, that's weird. That was funny. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Malik Monk could be interesting as like you know your shooting guard gunner. I think the Raptors need a guard more than they need a big man. Like if you're keeping, they don't Precious, have a backup shooting guard right now. If Fresh isn't moving, like you get a you get a guard, right? They don't have a backup shooting guard. Yeah, like unless they you're don't. trying to unless you're trying to say Paul Watson or Utah is going to be your backup shooting. They're not shooting guards. Base. They won't even shoot the ball. Small Give me a true. guy who will shoot the ball yeah. to be your shooting guard. I would like a gunner off the bench. That would that could help a little bit more. But yeah, I'm 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 in for Malik Monk. Forget it. Malik you know Monk, what? I'd be down for. I would have I would have really liked uh, before the news came out. I would have really liked the Dinwiddie, but like the way Dinwiddie's been kind of moving this off season has kind of been like I'm going to go to a team where they're going to look at me like. I'm a star because I feel like he he kind of thinks he's like, I mean, at his best, he was basically a borderline all-star. So, um, but I mean, yeah, he's one of the wizards. The problem with Dinwiddie is like, he's going to want higher usage, right? Whenever he's on the court, he's going to be a high usage guy. So I'm like, do I want him to be the usage dude? Or do I want like Malachi Flynn to get those reps, Scotty Barnes to get those reps, Pascal and Fred Mm -hmm. to get those reps, OG to get those reps, right? Because your starting lineup, like if Spencer was on the team, he'd most likely be on the starting lineup then. Over Gary, like that would be the, like it would be either him or Gary, right? Depending on how he's yeah, coming back, and everyone would get pushed down a notch. Yeah, and it's like, do I really want Spencer Dinwiddie also taking usage away from OG? Like, I'd rather just OG have creation usage and just live with it, right? Also, yeah. just to, I just want to state these because every time I look at it, I get super hype. Um, after we traded Norm, so after the deadline, OG Ananobi to close the season, eighteen points, I think like five rebounds, three assists, a game on 47, 39, 82 splits. Wow. And he was shooting 6.9 three-point attempts a game. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, like, what, 20, 22%, 23% usage. Just, like, absurd. Like, that's 59% true shooting percentage. Like, he was on one. Like, that guy is ready to become a great player. And I'm so excited because, like, they they kept him out near the end of the season to make sure he was healthy going into the offseason. And based on kind of how the Raptors have made moves and the way that they've set it up, it seems like they're – more or less like getting set for OG to just become like a big role dude. And those first couple weeks where Pascal's out injured, recovering from the shoulder, um, like we'll know better if Pascal's ready for game one or not, but say he's out for two, three weeks, it's going to be really cool seeing OG just get to like unleash on this team. Mm. Cause I think it's ready. I think it's time. Cause he's 24 now. And this is kind of the season where he gets to really, really go for it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I would have loved to see OG, by the way, play for Nigeria, but things yeah. didn't. Yo, really work apparently, out. apparently, there's a lot of drama behind that, that guy, <clears> the <throat> uh, Shimizu Metsu. He was talking about how he's really upset with um, uh, Nigeria, like Nigeria basketball, mm-hmm. or just like in general the the country sports authority and how they support the athletes. And then oh, there was cool. a there was a track star I think that um, had a whole thread. He was like. Yeah, I was supposed to go to, I think it was the games in South Korea or something. He's like, I was supposed to be in the 400 meter. When I get there, I'm signed up for the wrong events. I'm signed up for the 200 meter and like the four by 100 meter. And the guy who they signed up for the 400 meter instead, they didn't even put him on the plane. So um, there's some cool stuff, there's some stuff happening there. Hopefully they get that sorted out because that program has a lot of really good young talent coming up and they're going to be really interesting. Like, yeah, there's really good young Nigerian players in the league right now. Very good. Shout out to Gabe Vincent. Yeah. Shout out to Gabe Vincent, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow, he's, he, he's been going by his like um, his like birth name um, on Who? the Nigerian team. Uh, Gabe. They give he's like. Oh yeah, yeah, Namdi. Yeah, yeah Namdi. That was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Another Wulu out here. <laughs> 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 oh my god! No, we, we're. So, I can't believe this podcast turned into the uh, the Malcolm Gladwell episode. I think, this, like, I think this episode will, if anything, made me most excited for Precious Achua. And we're going to have to be, season. man. No, we're going to have to be like, excited I really for Precious feel like, Achua. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Raptors fans are going to fall in love with this guy. I mean, he does a lot of the stuff that you, you know, like that people love, you know, to see in Toronto, which is just like hard work, you know, mm-hmm. physical, physical play. Like he's, he's going to compete for loose balls and like that like you know like a, you know kenneth freed is another comp although yeah, i think he's kenneth a really Fareed good didn't really play defense like that but if, yeah. if freed could play defense like that would be a pretty good player so i don't think that's like an exact one-to-one comp but like that kind of like i mean freed was a precious is a damn good rebounder too and, and the raptors kind of lack in that a little bit Yo, precious so. had like multiple like double digit rebound games he had yeah. a well, what a 15 rebound game against us or a 13 rebound game against well, us yeah he Which isn't only, hard to do, but you know. Yeah, well, seriously, no, he, he only started like four games, but like two of the games he started, he had like twenty three and ten, and then like seventeen and thirteen or something like that. So yeah, I'm not I, again. I I don't think he's going to come in as a, fin- a polished product and things like that. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't think that uh, Miami be this willing to give up on him this quickly if uh, if he were as like you know one of their star blue chip prospects. But no, he's a good player, man. I think he's yeah twenty three and ten against Detroit in a win, seventeen and thirteen. And a loss against the Sixers, he oh he gave he gave Embiid work six yeah like, six offensive rebounds like you know I I mean I mean again if you pre- contr- compare like Precious's uh, rookie numbers to like Pascal's rookie numbers it's not that not that dissimilar so if he yeah. could be like bench Pascal that would be fantastic although I don't yeah. think he can handle like Pascal though yeah also but, you guys just a separate update uh, the, during the USA Spain game right now apparently yeah. Bam's having a lot of trouble he just got blocked by like Ricky Rubio. That's uh, that's like uh, like one on it's a one on one like basically alone underneath their net. Everybody else is behind the three point line, and Bam gets blocked from behind by Ricky Rubio. I feel like American, like American, and I guess even Canadian bigs because Canadian bigs play most of like American bigs. Like they really struggle in that international setting. Like it's purely half court. The defense of three seconds. There's a guy in the paint at all times, so your roles are cut off. Like what else are you really doing? Like you really need to like have. A post game, a passing game, play at the high, high post, the mid post, and like how many, how many bigs have that? You know, 
Like, because most bigs Not are just many. rolling, catching bigs or like yeah. pick and pop threes, which, you know, as much as, yeah, pick and pop threes are great. Like, it's great if you're like Carl Anthony Towns are doing it, but like, if you're taking Miles Turner or Brooke Lopez to the, you know, international tournaments, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sure USA has better players than that, but kind of they don't. So, also, JaVale's on that team, man. How That's did wild. JaVale end up there? I mean, uh, it's a cool story because, you know, his mom was on the Olympic team. And it like, is, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's I read cool, that. But, like, you know. Well, he's on, he's helped their team since he got there because, like, they – Yeah, so did, I think, so did Keldon Johnson. But, I'll be uh, honest. Here's the thing with Team USA, I think, and it always gets, like, put down as everyone's like, oh, yeah, put all the stars on the team. And it's like, yo, a team full of stars does not make a good team because you just need a couple role players on there. You have like, to. You, like, even, you just need people who do roles. Yeah, even back in like when they when they did the redeem team and stuff like that, like they had like Iguodala on there. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, even Dwight Howard, you know, star player, but really good player, but like was kind of playing a role. He wasn't same really as Harden. Yeah, James. Chris Bosh played a role on that. Um, yeah, 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 that the 2018 right. Like, like it's nice to have all these stars, but like, yo, like let's let's make sure you have some role players. And I think nowadays, like the stars are a little bit more. Like a lot of the stars are just on ball stars. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. so it, so it the, becomes a little more difficult. Like if you have returns, if you have maybe. Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, uh, Chris Middleton, and Kevin Durant, Zach Levine, like if these are all the guys that are on your team, mm. like you get a lot of like your turn, my turn stuff happening, right? Instead of like yeah, actual yeah. like basketball, which is I think the the issue that you, like these U.S. teams struggle with when it comes to it. Also, if you watch like a lot of international teams play, like there's so much off-ball movement. That's one of the biggest differences between like it's NBA crazy. basketball and it's FIBA like basketball. It's like real basketball, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. No, but seriously, there's always non-stop off-ball movement and there just isn't. Like who on that team is a natural off-ball mover? Like um, KD? No. Like Dame is not a guy who's going to relocate for the three. Like Chris Middleton is not a guy who's going to yeah, relocate. I, think, I guess like Jeremy Grant like is Booker maybe slashing. like Booker, Booker at yeah. best, yeah. And Booker has you know, they got know. a couple guys who are trying to get off the ball, like you know, like Draymond Green and Drew Holiday. But but then they also don't have natural playmakers. I don't know. They picked a very strange team. Yeah, very strange team. I mean, they'll probably still win, but I mean, it would be hilarious if Luca beats them in the finals. I, I would. I'd be rooting for Luca. Yeah, that'd but then be, again, that'd like be the most hilarious. The thing with USA is, though, like, they have a higher gear defensively. Because when they yeah. can just switch everything, like, which they can, mm-hmm. and they p- start to play with pressure, they'll, they can get stops against everybody in the world. Yeah. So that's, I mean, they'll probably beat Spain just based on that. Because yeah, other, well, like, other countries don't have one one score. It was tied at halftime at 43-43, and, like, the U.S. just blew open. The, the U.S., yeah, there, they're, so. they're just going crazy right now. Everyone's tweeting about Kevin Durant. So, um, mm. yeah, shout out to him. That's tough. Ricky Rubio couldn't hold off Kevin Durant? <laughs> Who do they have guarding him? It's probably like Rudy Fernandez. You know, honestly, it's still Rudy Fernandez, man. That guy's timeless, ageless. That man. guy's been playing for Spain since he was like 14 years old, man. Didn't this guy play with like Carmelo Anthony on the Nuggets? Like, this guy's uh, old, man. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. And on New York, I think. Rudy Fernandez. Was it New York? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, 30, he he's New York, now. Portland, Denver. Oh, yeah. One more thing before I forget. Shout out to the Rex Steel kid. If you're oh, from yeah, Rexdale, Delano. or you or you are fond of of that community, you live near that community. That's so huge. That's incredible. for like a hometown talent to come out of there. Shout out to Delano Banton. Yeah, um, his family's probably super proud of him. Like, imagine yeah. like it's crazy. Like, I was sitting there thinking about it, and I was like, his parents are probably like, 
in total shock that they like raised their son and he got to the highest level of basketball and he's now representing his hometown team that he's been rooting for his entire life. So yeah. No, I mean, to him, man. Th- this is what representation feels like. And, and, and like, you can see a bit of your story and like, and sort of what he's talking about. First off, he's, he's been repping it super hard. It was actually kind of funny in his in his uh, introductory press conference. I don't think there was a single question asked about his game. Like, you know, like, hey, what have you been working on? So you know, what are like you actually good at? Yeah, like, you know, like, what, what position you play? You know what I mean? Like, the basics. I mean, yeah, to be yeah. honest, I could have been asking that, but I was also, like, lazy on my couch. And I was just listening to the Zoom call. I couldn't take this man seriously because his, his accent was so strong. I was like... His Toronto accent is so, crazy. so funny, man. Where I told, I said, I, I told I you guys, it. I was like, this is the first time I'm going to have to transcribe still. <laughs> in the quotes <laughs> i love that so much I'm gonna, right? I'm gonna, yeah no seriously my editor is gonna be like uh still spelled with an i and i'm like no 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 <laughs> in this context it's different. not anymore <laughs> <laughs> you gotta conjugate you gotta conjugate but uh not anymore no this guy i mean you know but his no, worst... it was incredible because when he got drafted like i just searched up i was like oh let me let me like search up an interview because i just like hearing how yeah, guys yeah. talk right and I searched up the interview, and I had no expectation nah. going in. And first sentence, he's just like, yo, yeah, we lost a lot of men still. I'm like, damn. <laughs> no, okay. I'm, I'm not convinced this is in a 4YE skit, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just smiling the whole way through. I was like, this is incredible. Like, yeah. I love it. That like, is, no, I'm so happy for it, man. It's amazing, man. It's what guy, an amazing story. This, this guy's wearing number 45 for the 45 Kipling, which is a it's trash amazing. bus. <laughs> it's yeah. not a good bus. No. Oh, it does man. the job. Damn, yeah. yeah, no, this guy, yeah, seriously, his man. path is just, his path is I'm insane. rooting for him. I don't actually know what he's going to be like as a player. Like, I, to be honest, I got to tell people, like, I, I feel like you got to dull down expectations just a little yeah. bit. Cause, like, if you watch some of his Arkansas tape, like, it wasn't like, I really do think the Raptors were looking for specific types of players in this draft. And he's six foot nine and, and he was a, was a ball handler yeah. and, and he was a point guard. So, like, that's mm-hmm. kind of the type that we we're looking for. But in terms of skill set and things like that, I mean, the shooting hasn't really come around just yet. Um, yeah. He doesn't also play with that much physicality. He's more like smooth gliding kind of thing, you know. Yeah, he plays almost like upright. Kid, but... It's like it's like it's like he plays like leaning back the whole time, which is really interesting to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like in this cool lean I the whole th- time, but. He's got yeah. some interesting parts to his game. I don't know if he can play at NBA speed, but we'll see what happens. I, I wonder if he can be like a Kyle Anderson. The thing is, like Kyle yeah. Anderson does have some strength, and he's got like just actually incredible touch because he takes like weird looking shots, but they all go in. Well, not all go in, but they go in enough where he's a good player. Yeah. Worst case, yeah. he's gonna be a really good nine to five player. It's gonna yeah, be exactly. A good time to oh, watch. Man. So you guys getting the Banton forty five nine to five kit? 100 percent, man. There's no chance. I, I don't own a nine to five jersey, but I'm gonna own one now. Yeah, hundred percent. Shout out to Central Commerce, man. Shout that out, guy man. went from Central Commerce to American Prep School programs. Was this guy to playing Western Kentucky? Stuff? What a what a road to and then to Nebraska. Was he playing what? Sorry, was this guy playing Offsa? Yo, we have we really have a man who played yeah. Offsa. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look up Delano Banton Offsa, man. This is what Central I'm doing. Commerce. At, at if you're from Central Commerce or you're an alumni of that school, big up, big up Central Commerce. Big up Brexdale. No, seriously, man. That's amazing. The whole city. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, he really played at offset. That's that's unbelievable, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like when I was – I remember like I was watching some of his – I mean, whatever clips I could find of him because obviously the deeper you get into the draft, the harder it is to just find – you're almost like relying on highlight tapes of guys. <laughs> like yeah. You're like on their Instagram like – 
you know and with him it was like because he he's i think he was like six one or something uh coming out of i don't know if it was coming out of high school or something but he grew just recently like he hit six nine in the last i think few years mm. before that it was like six six before and then like before that was like six or six one so it feels like he's still kind of getting used to playing at his size but um i'm so excited man it's almost like and i know the raptors are going to take this project like any other project in, in a prospect very seriously so i can't wait to see what he becomes and if anything hey person out of the city made it to the highest level in the league or in the world i should say yeah man no salute bobby webster just wanted to say shout out to rex though in, in, the, in the in the in the zoom conference i see you bobby you think bobby's been a rex though hell no <laughs> well you, you don't think you like got know. lost on the way to the airport <laughs> There's absolutely no way Bobby's been to Rex though. Now, nah, Bobby and Masai be in random Bro, gyms. Like they be they be scouting. So I could see them being Rex. I don't think anybody else. Been. I know none of the Toronto media corps been to Rex Dale. Bro, what are you talking about, man? You pretending like I didn't grow up first off in a Tobacco went to Rex Dale all the time. The amount of times I'm in a Woodbine mall. Oh, no, I wasn't talking about you. Oh, okay, all right, fair enough. No, but I was trying to say, man, like you're telling me Bobby Webster and Masai didn't go to Hamdies. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that's not what happened. You know what? I take it back. Uh, uh, Usman made a great point. To be honest, I think I think I think Bobby has been to Rexdale because they work locally so hard. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked. But yeah, I also agree with his his the point he made after that, which I'm not going to. Yeah, remember. but Bobby had made a point. He said like like that like Delano was one of the guys that they saw at BioSteel, and yeah, that's like that's where cool, the benefit that's comes really cool. from BioSteel, right? Like where you have BioSteel. I'm like that's actually really awesome. Like yeah, no man. So um, all right. I kept you guys long enough. Day one of free agency. Not to be honest, you know, we, we still don't fully know. Um, so we can't fully judge this Kyle trade, but we do have to say goodbye to Kyle. I think honestly, the, the goodbye to Kyle thing has to just wait. Cause I think right now everyone's focused on free agency. We can circle back emotionally on this portion. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously that's very important. And we're not also like, we kind of already did so much of it. <laughs> I know. I'm a little tired. Everyone yeah. knows, you know. And I'm going I'm to just say this quick because a lot of people, like, there's a lot of noise from, like, Sixers people and stuff like that. And a lot of people are like, well, why wouldn't you have just traded Kyle to, like, the Sixers or the Lakers and at uh, the trade deadline and gotten their packages? Because fuck and them, it's like, that's why. Yeah. One, yes. And two, it's like, <laughs> it's pretty freaking obvious that Kyle just didn't want to go there. Like, Kyle wanted to go to Miami. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. No, Kyle so, got one taste of driving a Ferrari around, playing golf year round. This well, that's the like, thing, yo. As soon as I saw, it, I was I was worried all like all season because I was like, damn, Kyle Kyle got his car there. Like he got like his like brand new car. It's there. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way he's bringing this back up over the border, mm. and I don't think he's gonna leave it parked at his Philly house, like just to sit there for a season. Right? I'm like, yeah. he's gone definitely after the season. No man, no. Remember? Because remember, you, there was that video like way back one where Woj was. At in Toronto with with Kyle's you know and his family mm-hmm. and they hopped in the family car. Yeah. It's it literally a Sprinter van. This guy would yeah. traded the Sprinter van. This guy was uh, basically an Amazon delivery package del- uh, driver, and then he <laughs> and then he hopped in a Ferrari. Like, well, bro, like most of most of the most of the season, like there's snow on the ground, right? Like you're not gonna you're not gonna yeah, drive around your sports car out with freaking like salt yeah. all on the roads and shit, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, ridiculous. Damn. And plus, you know the no the no state income tax. You know, Kyle Lowry is probably a guy oh, yeah. who, who probably Kyle's checks his bank account. Ninety every day. million guaranteed is bro. Shut up to him, man. I'm I'm actually really really happy for him. Like what? Kyle NBA got player... Kyle got more guaranteed money than Chris Paul did. Good. 
Did he really? Okay. Yeah, because uh, Chris Paul's third third year's partial and fourth year's um, oh, not guaranteed. Oh shoot! Okay, Damn. so Kyle got more guaranteed money than Chris Paul. But yeah, shout, what I was gonna say was shout out to Kyle because um, what players can you really think of that other than maybe LeBron that you know you look at their entire NBA career and you can say this guy played with his best friends, like he played with Demar. Yeah, and oh, now he's real. playing with Jimmy. No. And um, if I'm not mistaken, DeAndre Jordan's also one of his good friends in the league. But it's like, DeAndre, dog, everybody DeAndre. from 2016, everybody from 2016, real, eh? everybody who went to that uh, that report that came out. I mean, yeah, he, he did. He did get to win a gold medal with him. So I mean, he did technically play with DeAndre. But yeah. I mean, yo, he played his two best friends and Jimmy and, and Demar. So shout out to Kyle, man. He's just having fun, and I really feel like with this team, he thinks he can win and have fun. Not to say his... he couldn't do that in, in Toronto, but bro, he couldn't bring his friends here. That's a good point. We could have had Jimmy. You know, I, you know, would you guys have bought a Jimmy Butler 22 jersey? Yes, absolutely. Jimmy could have sold his coffee here. Uh, bro, have you seen Toronto coffee? A, it's garbage. B, like, it's all seven, <laughs> eight bucks anyway, man. I'll pay $20 American for it. Why not? Just call it cold brew or whatever. So, Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. This is late all enough. Right. Appreciate yeah. you guys. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back later in the week to recap more for agency news. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.